Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach. Because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back. Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. If this is your first listen, welcome back. Otherwise, I am Courtney. I am Matt. And we're very excited today for this episode. We're going to be tackling all things hard truths and things that you won't like hearing about. Yes. Which is kind of our favourite things to talk about. Probably time for (laughs) good time to do a reality check. Yes. We all need various reality checks along the way. You and I, Courtney, have had plenty. No doubt you listening have had some. And guess what? There's more. Yeah. And there's more coming from us. So something we will always tell our clients is that we will always tell them what they need to hear, which may not necessarily be what they want to hear. Mm. And that's also going to apply to this episode of the podcast. Going to give you a bunch of hard truths that we've had to learn the hard way ourselves and plenty of our clients have learned the hard way as well about weight loss that you probably won't like hearing, but you're going to have to hear them. Yes. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. So we've got a few to go through here. So we've got them in point order. We will read them alternatively, Courtney, and then we will discuss. Let's just dive in. Me first? Go. Me first go. (laughs) All right. So the first one we're going to tackle is this will take longer than you think. Much, much longer. I'd like to have a show of hands if we could of how many people thought that that would be on the list because I'm sure many of you did think it would be on the list because you talk about it all the time. Doesn't mean it's any less important though. Doesn't mean it sucks any less. Yes, it's going to take a really long time. Longer than you think, longer than you want. Longer than we'd like if you're working with us. And we're not even talking like weeks longer. Are we talking years longer than you want this to take? I mean, you, you, you can't really put a time frame on this with people. It's, it's like, you know, how long is a piece of string? But what you definitely can say is that whatever you have in your head of, oh, I should be all hunky-dory, as we say here in Australia, within X, X amount of time, no. Is that an Australian saying? don't know let's just presume it is but uh yeah whatever whatever you have in your head as a time frame ain't gonna work that way Mm. guaranteed absolutely not you can lock that in yep like what are you now Courtney year 10 at this yep I'm year 18 and there's still room for improvement there's still room to learn new things and and grow in different ways it's kind of like one of my favorite movies as a kid, it's a never-ending story. Never saw it. What? Nah, never saw it. You've never seen the never-ending story? No. Okay. We might just take a pause uh, for this episode <laughs> and just have a quick little argument about how Courtney's life is less. The animated story? Is it animated? Maybe? Okay. He's looking at me very badly. You've never seen that movie? No. Has it got the dog thing in it? Yes, it yeah. has the dog thing. I've I've seen like pictures of like, you know, screenshots and things of it, but I've never actually seen the movie. I'm not too proud to say that's one of the movies that made me cry when I was a kid. Really? Anyway, if you've seen this, you listening, if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I mean when I say our text you're sinking. It just got <laughs> me right in the feels. So let's Anyway, we'll, we'll get... Sorry. I'll tell you what. To topic. We are less than five minutes into this episode and we've digressed already. Like, buckle up. Because you know now what I'm thinking of, The Labyrinth. Also a great movie. Great movie. I've seen that one. That has yes, like a have. like a bear, like dog thing in it. Okay, let's let's continue. So we'll, we'll, we left off with this will take longer than you think, much longer. So while Courtney's just over there recomposing herself, she has the giggles. Like, we are four minutes and 53 seconds into this episode and you're gone already. This is going to be a glorious shit show. 
I just, I know this is a very serious episode, but I'm just picturing, you know, in the labyrinth, the little worm. When Sarah gets to the, she's trying to find the door. She mm-hmm. speaks to the little worm and the worm mm-hmm. says, hello. <laughs> she says, did you just say hello? And the worm says, no, I said hello, but that's close enough. All right. The next, uh, the next hard truth we want to give, getting back on track, while sorry, you, you, you do you do your thing over there. <sighs> you will one hundred percent. That's right. hundred oh, percent. Mm. Make mistakes. <laughs> I guarantee it. Courtney would guarantee it, but she's not with us right now. That was actually very well done by you. Good timing on that. Hey. <laughs> Quick draw over here, okay? Quick draw. Yes, yes. it will. <laughs> Ditto. It, uh, yes, it, it will. You will 100% make mistakes. Yes. You're going okay? Mm-hmm. You got this? Yep. How many mistakes do you think you've made along the way yourself, Courtney? Um, I just made a big one before about bringing up the labyrinth because now all I can think about it as a labyrinth. But um, no, in all honesty, I, I, I couldn't even tell you how many mistakes are made along the way because the number would be too high. And but I would have forgot half of them. There is a big mistake that you've made along the way, not seeing Never Ending Story. Well, I've seen The Labyrinth. You 100% made that mistake, but you can <laughs> correct that one. So anyway, in, in all seriousness, you will 100% make mistakes along the way. However, I just want to say they're not, they're not the scary, terrible thing you may think they are. I actually, to us, they're necessary because the, the mistakes are how you improve. Mistakes are every mistake you make is an opportunity to learn mm. and to adapt and to improve. Yeah. And I'll say, just speak for myself here. I'll let you give your your perspective here, Courtney. But I'm the result of all my screw ups. Yeah, absolutely. along the way. The only reason I have confidence, or a couple of reasons, I've got confidence that I do. With, with this is I've made a pile of mistakes and I've had to honestly fuck up mm. so many things to know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. I think for me as well, I, th- I think with my mistakes, they are definitely have been a part of my growth. Um, just in life, I think I was very afraid of making mistakes as a child. Same. Um, I used to, you know, cover them up. I, I never handled mistakes well. Run away from them, basically. Yeah, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was part of my anxiety that I had. I just never dealt with them very well. Um, what about now? I would say that I wouldn't say I'm an expert at dealing with mistakes, but I've definitely got better. And I and it, they are, without a doubt, part of my development just as a functioning adult, mm. let alone as part of my weight loss. Like mm-hmm. I've, They've definitely been able to um, learn from them all. I mean, I always look at the... The sign that's behind you in our studio here, Matt, because I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before. We really need to post a picture of it. We have this, Matt has this sign that sits on the wall behind him in our studio and it says, forget the mistake, remember the lesson. Indeed. And I remember when we bought that sign, we were out just one day with, I think my mum and my grandma at the time, Mm -hmm. and we just happened to go into this antique shop and it was just right there and I remember you saw it and you were like oh my god we're getting that sign Mm -hmm. because it just and and I saw it and I was like yes we are like it just spoke to both of us because it's just the perfect way to sum it up forget the mistake remember the lesson I I live by it Mm. and I attempt to teach by it with with our clients like it's common for the people that we work with to be terrified of making mistakes and to judge themselves for it Yet, for me, as, as a coach, there's no judgment. The only thing I would ask of a client is like, hey, you're going to make mistakes because you're human, but please endeavor to learn from them. Mm. To me, the issue is making the same mistakes because eventually, to me, that is a choice. Yeah, I agree. I, I would agree with that. Mm. Okay. Next one. Uh, you won't so solve your problems quickly. Indeed. This is sort of, I think, a good one to go on from from the mistake making. Like, yes, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, you're going to have problems. You won't solve them quickly and then that's completely fine. It's normal. It's completely normal and it's completely fine. And it's not something to beat yourself up about. 
often if you try to solve solve problems too quickly, that's when we were just talking about remember the lesson. That's when the lessons aren't being learnt because it's almost like you're trying to cover up what's happened. Subvert the process and this as is, well. This is the problem I had for many years growing up when I was younger is that this is what I would do. My anxiety would kick in that I've made a mistake, someone's going to be disappointed in me, I'm going to upset somebody. So it was just cover it up and move on as quickly as possible so nobody finds out. But in doing that, I always missed the opportunity to actually figure out what had happened, why it had happened and learn from it. Because when you're trying to cover things up and move on quickly, you're not taking the time to ask those questions. There's no self-reflection time in that. When do you think you got past that? I, I, I think it wouldn't have been until I started working on myself, definitely within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't even say it happened straight away when I started my health and fitness journey 10 Funny years ago. Funny how that works, isn't it? Um, so in all honesty, I reckon I haven't been really actively working on this and being trying to be quite good at it only for about the past five or six years, mm-hmm. I would say. And yep. it has made a massive difference, but it took me too long to really recognize this um, in myself. But I, I, and, and some other people might try to move on from, from problems quickly for different reasons. But just in my own personal example, it was definitely triggered by my anxiety and my um, wanting to please other people um, to just move on as quickly as possible, almost cover it up and move on to then pretend like nothing had ever happened. Fair. Mm. All right. So I'll take the next one. So the next one is (laughs) kind of a recap in a way of the first three. So we said this will take longer than you think, a lot longer. We said that you will guaranteed make mistakes. We'd bet our house and all our possessions on that. We said you won't solve your problems quickly. And the next point is you will not be the exception to any of those things. No. You aren't that special. Sorry, it's, you, you, you won't be the one. We've had, we've had plenty of clients. They've heard us on this podcast repeatedly bang on about things like this will take longer than you think. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to be harder than you think. And they think, oh, I'll be the one that, that gets around that. No, you will not. There's no exception. There is, there is no exception. We weren't the exceptions. You won't be. You won't be the exception. Nope. No one's going to be the exception. Honestly, if you tell yourself that, you are lying to yourself. Yeah. It is, it is as simple as that. Next one. Yes. Uh, it isn't always fun. This Indeed. one's pretty self-explanatory. It's the whole thing. The whole thing is just going to have parts where you, you are going to like it and then there's going to be parts that you're going to hate. There are certain things with this that individuals gravitate towards and it's, it's different from person to person. Yeah, it is. So it can be sim- as simple as some people just enjoy exercise. Some people you know? enjoy cooking. Some people, like real foodies, yeah, like really get their kicks through, through the creation of foods and different colours and flavours and whatnot. And that's, that's different from person to person. Yes. You know, there's no right or wrong there, but it's just a fact that even with things that you enjoy doing with this, there'll be times when you have to do them when honestly you'd rather do anything else. Yeah, and I think this is where also we've, we've spoken about in the past, that honeymoon phase in the beginning where Ooh. it all seems really fun and – is something new and we're learning and we're we're super mo- I hate to use the word motivated but you get what I'm saying like you, you you're fired up you're really fired up and you're up and about you know about this whole con- you, you've made the decision to change you've you've taking steps forward you're learning new things you're doing great it's it's all in that honey first honeymoon phase there is absolutely the honeymoon period with this where it, to me just you can tell when people are in it yeah because it's almost like huh you're living in a Disney movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what's coming and yet. This is going to wear off and we yeah. know it's going to wear off. We yeah. just don't know when it's going to wear off. So not only are some parts of it going to be more fun for you than others, like what we just said, cooking, exercising, in exercising, you know, cardio, weight, whatnot. But I think all round though, it's it's also like we've spoken about time. Waiting is not fun. Um re- re- Repeating repetition. tasks, 
is not fun always. Well, ultimately, you know, creating new habits, breaking bad habits, not fun always. Um, so, like everything, you're going to come through stages where, yes, at the start, you might, this one might not resonate with you because you think, oh no, this is all great. But there will come a time where, yeah, there's always going to be different stages where parts of this are not going to be fun. You've used a key word, which I will use to make a little bonus point coming off of this one. And it ties into when, generally with people, when the honeymoon period wears off is also when they realise the repetition that's involved with this and the yeah. fact that, oh, actually, successful weight loss is work. Yeah. It's work and it is super repetitive work. It is yep. endless amounts of training sessions, endless amounts of meal prep. And if you're working with a coach and they know what the hell they're doing, endless amounts of accountability that can be just absolute boring as bat shit, just rote repetition. And, yep. and the fun gets sucked right out of it. And this is the thing with the honeymoon period. The honeymoon period disguises the fact that there's repetition and it's work. Yeah. Because you think, oh, you're like, and understandable, mind you, I've made a decision. I've made a big decision to change. And all of a sudden we're thinking about what the upsides are. You know, like I can, I'll get to the stage where I can do this in my life. I can wear this. I can, I can go to social events and be confident. Like my relationship with my partner will be improved or all these different things will be better. Oh my God, I can't wait for this. You're going to have to fucking wait for it. Yeah. But the honeymoon period wears off and what you're left with is staring you in the face that was always there in the first place, but the excitement glosses over it, which is work. Yeah, I, I couldn't Repetition. agree more. And I think it's one thing that I would have loved for somebody to tell me at the start 10 years ago that this is going to get boring real quick. I'll take that feedback on board. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I think we, we're better at saying it now, but I think, experience. you know, 10 years ago when I first started, you know, I, I was definitely felt that honeymoon phase for like the first like three months, like my first 12 weeks, I was like all guns blazing, loving life. My three months after that, I fell in a hole because I wasn't prepared for that repetition work that, that like repetition is, is just could not be less fun for me. Anything that I have to do in a repetitive way, like my brain, <laughs> my, you know, hyper brain, mm. I just can't stand it. So, yeah, for me, that was a massive learning lesson was that this is repetitive and most of it sucks. And when you think about it as well, like if you, if you go back over the last 10 years since you and I met, You've been repeating the same actions nonstop, just getting gradually better at them. Yeah. Lifting weights, doing your cardio sessions, going for walks or going for jogs, doing your meal prep, blah, blah, blah. It's the same series of actions repeated to an infinite degree. Yeah. And it's not always fun. Nope. But that's okay, isn't it? Because well, the fun, if you ask me, and it's part of my podcast, so you should ask me, the bulk of the fun is found in what it does for you. Well, that's, that I, is the main thing. I, so we don't want to speak all doom and gloom here. I don't know. I, the thing is, you, it, it, to me, it's like I've always been given a tremendous analogy that sounds like this. People do not buy six-inch drill bits. People buy six-inch holes, which is to say if you're going to drill some holes for a reason and you go and buy your drill and your drill bits, you're not buying the drill and the drill bits because you want to buy them. You're buying them for something else. Yeah, you're buying the the outcome. Bingo, you're paying for the outcome or you're investing in the outcome, which is the same with a successful weight loss journey. The goals shouldn't be, oh, well, I want to exercise and have fun and I want to fall in love with my meal prep. Like there's no guarantee you'll like any of that crap, which is why the outcome has to be so important to you because that's what you're working towards. And that's where the actual fun with this can be in terms of what it can do for you. Correct. So the fun can be, for example, when you put on on an outfit 
for a night out with your friends and you feel like a million bucks mm. because you wear an outfit and you just feel like a king or a queen. Yes. Like, holy shit, like I am rocking this. That's the fun part. Or if you go to a physical activity, like say you want to go hiking on the weekend, like, wow, I can handle this really, really well. That's the payoff. That's the fun. Yes. You know, so I a lot of people will look for fun or joy in the process, it will not always be there. No. It should be found in what it does for you. I agree. Um, I think I'm on the next one, yeah? Yes. Okay. The next reality check is that when you reach your goals, if you reach your goals, because let's be frank, most people don't reach their goals because they quit too soon. But when you reach your goals, it will not be happily ever after. It'll be what's next. What's next for you? Now, this is a hard. This is more of an advanced concept for a lot of people because many people, when they first start, and I've been there as well, you can't look past the initial goal. Eventually, you're going to have to because if you get to, if you get to your initial goal and get past it, the next step is going to be well, what are you going to do to keep this, or what are you going to do with this outcome you've earned for yourself? So, if you're someone where You've lost a bunch of weight, you've improved your body shape, you've improved your functional strength, your fitness, your general health, etc. My question to you would be like, apart from a high five, well done, you're a legend. Mm. What's next? What are you going to do with this now? Yeah. The, it shouldn't be, oh, well, I'm just to put my feet up and go back to my old habits because then you go back to what you used to be. Yeah, complacency with this can creep in really quickly mm. and also very, very sneakily. Um, so yeah, like I really love this one again, it resonate resonates with me personally because I went through this. I think it's really easy to hit a goal and to take the foot off the pedal unknowingly. Nothing, but especially if there's nothing to in, drive you forward, nothing to drive you forward after that. Yes. And I think that this was a big lesson for me in, in terms of, always setting up new goals, always setting up new benchmarks to keep myself accountable. Um, so, you know, it's not saying that you can't celebrate hitting oh, you your initial goals you because should. you should always celebrate every win along the way, big whether it be big or small. So it's not saying that. It's when we when we say it's not happily ever after, it's because often that that when you reach your initial goals, people think it's the end of the story and it's not. It's the end of the chapter. And... You can't then look at the fairy tale and be like, on every end of every page is happily ever after. No, you have to. You have to just think of it as a chapter and move on to the next one. Perfectly said. I think as well, the reason why we say things like it won't be happily ever after is that you, let's say you reach your weight loss goals, it won't solve all your problems in life. Sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Um, all right, next one. You will have times where you go backwards. Another guarantee. guarantee. Another guarantee. Hard truth, guarantee, you will go backwards sometimes. Some point along the way you will go backwards. I would say points. I couldn't tell you how many times right off the top of my head in 10 years I've gone backwards. But I can tell you right now. It's more than I can count on what one do you, hand. What do you do? Okay. What do we define as backwards in this regard? To me, it, what I would think first off is, is one of the definitions of going backwards would be complacency. So I've been guilty of this multiple times mm-hmm. over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. which is complacency, taking the foot off the pedal or allowing old habits to creep back in. Um, I think when you talk about uh, going backwards, th- th- that to me would be the main ones that that I can think of, what are the ones that you think of? We've got the obvious one, which is physical, in terms of um, you know, yeah, weight, like, weight yeah. regain, et cetera. That, that's the obvious one. But I would, I would then take it a step further as, as what Courtney was saying, where times where you go backwards can be complacency slips in, so habits start to slip. Standards that were previously set mm. start to slip. A, a saying I was taught a number of years ago that really has stuck in my head is that when it comes – to this or almost any form of success in general complacency is the most effective assassin 
and it sure as hell is because it can be the one thing that can just completely undo someone's great work. Mm. So to me, yeah, when you go backwards, it, it can be external, internal, process-based, habitual, and you will go backwards in every possible way. Mm-hmm. But it's part of how this works. It's part of what we were talking about earlier in terms of mistakes being made. It's another learning lesson. Lesson Lessons being learned. Well, it's an opportunity yes. to learn. The, the main thing that that really needs to be pointed out with this one and, the, and the, part of the reason we really needed it to be on this list as a, as a hard truth and a reality check, it's not to, it's not to scare you that these things are going to happen. It's to prepare you and it's to give you perspective when it does happen that it's okay. This isn't yeah. a time to throw the baby ass, baby out with the bathwater because you were already told to prepare for this. So it's not to scare you or to for you to think you know poorly about your progress or anything like that. It's literally just to prepare you for when it does happen and you recognize it, to remember that it's it's a normal part of the process and you can fix it. That is very well said. You're in a roll today. Uh, ever since you offended me with your, your poor choice in movies, you've really bounced back well. I'm thinking about like, his David Bowie and I the mean, labyrinth you, and, the, and the hair. You went, like, you went backwards in this very episode of this podcast and you've since come forward, so well done. Who played Sarah in the labyrinth? Is it Jennifer Connelly? Can we? She was pretty. This, this is my fault. I'm sorry. Um, I look at it as well. When we say you'll have times where you go backwards, Courtney's right. It's not to scare you, it is to prepare you. But the thing is, most of the time when I see clients that we work with go backwards, their clients have come forward a long way. Hmm. And it's part of the process and it's normal, which is why when we inevitably have the bulk of our clients will go backwards. Actually, they all will. But it's part of being human with this. I look at it, I call it a good problem because it's one that comes with improvement. Yeah. And... It's very often when someone has, has made some pretty good strides forward and then for whatever the reasons are, they start to slide a bit backwards. I look at it as being it's now the opportunity for you to go to the next level. Mm. You've hit the ceiling on where you are right now. Time to level up. Level up. And that's, again, it's an opportunity to learn you know, why to go backwards. What were the triggers for this? And how will I avoid those? next time around. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, some people, they get to that level, they go backwards and they pack it in. Yes. No good. No good. I got the next one. Yes. Well, I mean, the next one's kind of a repeat of the one we said earlier. Oh, is it? It's work. If you look at it as a fun time, you're in for a rude surprise. Yeah, that's true. So, we probably don't need to go over that again. Nah, we did, we, speak we, about we did it. that one. You can do the All next right. one. The next hard truth is don't be surprised if you lose friends along the way. Now, this is one that is really out of left field, you might think, but I've learned this the hard way. Mm-hmm. Plenty of clients, unfortunately, have learned and are learning this the hard way. The fact is, unfortunately, despite what we like to sometimes tell ourselves, not everyone will be happy about your improvement. And over time, as you get more experience with this, you'll be able to pick out who those people are. Yeah. You can pick it out based on questions, comments, comments sometimes to your face or comments you hear about behind your back as well. Because ultimately, for some people, and this, 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 this isn't a universal thing. No. This won't happen, this won't happen guaranteed. No. But it, but it sure can happen. Yeah. Have seen it. Unfortunately, as you improve, for, for anyone around you that isn't at the level where they're ready to, to you know, view your improvement in a positive way, they feel pretty poor because your improvement is putting up the mirror to them, showing them where they are, and they do not like the reflection yeah. of that. For some, for some people in your life potentially – it's actually going to be easier for you to stay the same as you are than it is for them to change, which is where you can sometimes get people who you think are in your support network that some, sometimes it can, it can be deliberate, sometimes it's unintentional. They're sabotaging you or attempting to sabotage you. Mm. Oh, just, just drink with me. Yep. Oh, come on. Just be normal and have all the junk food that we always used to have. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, you know, just skip your gym session this time. 
I've lost friends along the way and I've had relationships with people close to me impacted because of the improvements that I've made and I would do it a thousand times over again. Yeah. But it is a hard truth that can can take place with this. Yep. Thoughts? I completely agree. All right. Uh, I've got the next one. Yep. One of my favourite sayings, and I've got plenty of those, what you don't change, you choose. Mm-hmm. This can be a tough one to swallow, but it is a fact. What you don't change, you choose. Mm-hmm. You're accepting of certain things if you're not prepared to change them, which kind of relates sometimes to, I think, what you talk about with sacrifice, Courtney. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's going to be sacrifice involved whether you like it or not. I mean, speaking earlier about things that we don't like about this process, sacrifice is one of those ones that we don't like it. But, I mean, the saying is completely spot on. What you don't change, you choose. You accept. You have you, – you, like by nature you're accepting it. And it's not saying you have to change everything at once because that is such a bad idea. But – The worst. Over time – if you are constantly putting up with something, you're then choosing to put up with it. At some point, you have to you have to face that hard truth. That at some point, you are saying to yourself deep down that it's okay because it's harder to change than to deal with it. So you're choosing to deal with it. Or accept it. Or accepting or, it. Or, here's a phrase, you're choosing to settle for it. Yeah, absolutely. So whatever that thing is, so... I think anybody out there that tells you that you can lose weight without having to sacrifice anything is lying to your face. Yeah. They are down like out and out lying. So any of these fancy advertising campaigns that says you can get this by not giving up anything is lying. Because if you didn't have to give up things, then you wouldn't be overweight in the first place. Lose the beer gut without losing the beers. Yeah. Stupid advertising campaigns like that, that it's it's implying that you can lose weight without having to sacrifice anything and it's false. Or without having to change the shitty habits yes. that got you where you are. It's, it's, just, it's just complete rubbish. So that is one of the lessons I had to learn. No one told me 10 years ago that, you know, oh, if you want to change, you know, for the rest of your life, no one ever used the word sacrifice. And I think it was one of those words that people always steered away from. Oh, no, we can't mention that. No, bullshit. People need to fucking know. Sorry, swear jar, but people need to know that... If we had a swear jar in the history of this podcast, I'd be broke. Um, but it, it does... It does frust- this is one that does frustrate me a lot, that people lie to people. And they, they try to say that it doesn't involve any sacrificing on their part and it's just it's just a blatant lie. It will. And what that comes down to, I don't know, everyone's going to be different. For me, it comes down to the fact that I have to exercise when I don't want to. For me, it comes down to I have to make sure that I have good food in the fridge every day. I hate cooking. I hate shopping. I hate food prepping. I don't enjoy it. Hmm. Same. I have to sacrifice time to do that. Where you could be doing something, anything else, more enjoyable. Anything else. Mm. I have to sacrifice the fact that half the time I want to eat food that I know that if I eat it, it is not going to get me towards my goals. And in some cases with certain foods, make you feel like shit. Yes. Sometimes I have to sacrifice going and spending time with Matt say, for instance, because I need to get my food shopping done first because if I don't, Monday's here and suddenly I have no food in the fridge. Mm. So there are always going to be sacrifices involved. I have to get up earlier on a day that I know that I've got so much work on to make sure I get my gym workout in, otherwise my whole week is off balance. Like all of these little things, some people say, oh, that's just a little thing. No, it's not just a little thing because it's a sacrifice that I have to make. Well, not just that though. It might be a little thing, but there's plenty of those little things. You know what? I'll just take back what I just said. I said that's a sacrifice I have to make. No, it's a sacrifice I'm choosing to make because getting to my goal is more important to me 
then if I stood if I stood back and really looked at it and thought to myself, you know what, if I have to get up at five o'clock on that day, is that the end of the world? No. Stop being a baby, Courtney, and get your ass out of bed. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. Go for it. I just say, I just wanna say that anybody in your life that tells you to your face that you can reach your goals without sacrificing anything is lying to you. It will always involve sacrifice because at the end of the day, if you could get what you wanted by continuing to do what you're doing, you wouldn't be overweight. Mm. Yeah. This is also why this particular point of what you don't change, you choose ties into the to the word sacrifice that, that Courtney uses because ultimately choice and the sacrifices with this go hand in hand. Like every time I choose to get a training session in and go to the gym, I'm sacrificing something else. I'm sacrificing yeah. time with my wife, with friends, with family, with my video games. I'm sacrificing time riding my motorbike. Like I'm making choices. I'm choosing one thing and sacrificing something else I'll be doing at that time. That's a choice I make. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. And there have to be choices that you make if you want to get what you want to, where you want to be. That's part of success. Yeah. That's part of success. That, that is how the game works. Yeah. And like we've said earlier, if you want to get ahead in your job or if you want to hit certain goals with your family, mm. you, these principles, you're going to be using these same principles and it's exactly the same with this. Well, they're universal. I mean, they can apply, you know, relationships, career, personal development, like you yeah. name it. And losing weight and changing your, your lifestyle is no different. You have to look at it the same way. Agreed. And I think for too long, people have looked at it as, oh, no, that's different. It's not different. I think I think there's a general fear from people in our line of work of scaring people off when you, when you hit them with like, no, actually, there is sacrifice. It's not always fun. Like, as you said before, Courtney, it's not about scaring, it's about preparing. But the thing is to me, if the facts about this and how this works and the things like we're going through in this episode – if these truths scare anyone off, well, to me, it just means they weren't ready, weren't ready for it in the first place. Yeah, you're not ready to start. I mean, ultimately, that's where it's at. And I do think that there's a lot of people in the fitness industry that are too afraid to say it because they don't want to scare people off. But there's also people out there that take advantage of people in an emotionally weakened way, trying to um, lie to them. I'm not even going to say deceit. Like, they're literally lying to them when they're often at their lowest point because they're trying to sell them a, a, a something that is going to get them – think that it's going to get them where they want to be quicker, and it's just not the case. I would go as far as to say exploiting people who are vulnerable. And that's the part that really angers me on this, because I've been in that state too, and I would have and I would have listened to anything someone had to say when you're in desperate. that moment. Absolutely. Yep. And, and it's just not right. And I think it that's the part that angers me so much is when people try – to play on people's emotions and try to say to them stupid stuff like, no, you don't need to change anything in your life. All you have to do is drink this or do this. You know, it's just this little thing. No, it's not. It's not a little thing and it's not just one thing. I'll tell you something. On the subject of scaring people off, if we were to do this podcast episode live as like a, say, a public speaking event, right, we had a room of 500 people. And we said, anytime you hear us say a point that you don't like the sound of, you're welcome to get up and leave. Whoever is left in that room at the end of all these, I want to work with. Yeah, that's true. You're the people I want. Yeah. Uh, next one. Next one. Uh, financial. There is a financial component to any change to, to to changing your lifestyle. So whether that coming to investing more in food because you actually have to prepare food, real food, and not packaged garbage food. Um, Non-food. You're not having two-minute noodles. You know, it's not food. That's not real food. Um, so Tasty, though. I do like two-minute noodles. There is going to be often a money investment in yourself here. Often. Always. 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 Because you might not be going to a gym. Okay, go and get a gym membership. That's a financial investment in yourself. Actually start to cook and prepare real food. That's a financial investment in yourself. I'm not saying you need to be a millionaire to be able to make better food choices, 
but I'm not also oh. going to lie to you and say that eating really good nutritious food is going to cost as much as eating shitty crappy food or hardly any food because yes some people do get surprised like oh I'm spending more on food yes you are spending more on food because beforehand you were eating once a day doesn't take a rocket science just to realize that yeah you're going to be spending more on food and also it was a five dollar happy meal yeah Uh, but also like when you think about well actually no I'll ask you a question Courtney what have you spent money on when it comes to to your your changes over the last 10 years where have you put money into training what do you mean well I started off like obviously gym membership yep I had personal trainer in were they any good he was all right. Um, there was hit on me though. It's really awkward. Um, that's, not, that's not what I heard. <laughs> then um, oh, food, um, food prep items because when I first started, I never really cooked at all. So then I started investing in things like a better, better frying pan. Oh, the kitchen utensils. Better, t- better yeah. um, Tupperware containers to hold my food. Um, because I ate, like, I bought food out most of the time, lunches and things like that. Um, that was an investment. Um, what else? Clothes. So when I dropped clothes sizes, I bought new clothes. Tough gig. Mm. i got to spend money on clothes because the old ones were too big. Yes. Mm. So those would be the main ones off the top of my head. What about what's in our garage? Oh, gym equipment. Yeah, well, yeah, so not only membership at a gym, but I've bought things to be able to use at home as well. Yep. Supplements. Um, supplements. Um, physiotherapy treatment. If you know, I've come up with a niggle. Massage. Here and there, massage. They would be the ones that I'm thinking off the top of my head. Yep, I, I'm the exact same. Would then go a step further because of the, the path that it, it led me down, like our old gym which we both invested in as well, and all the equipment, the insurances, um, and for both of us as well, because of where, where it's led us, investing in qualifications. Yeah. To do this for a living, then go a step further. What we're doing right now. Yeah. The equipment, the podcasting equipment, the coaching. Yeah. The coaching we got early on. I think ultimately this point is that a lot of people this won't come as a surprise that yes in order to get a lot of what you want you do need to spend money on it but i think there are still some people out there that really don't here's how here's how i would say this can you get in great shape on a budget absolutely you can yeah can you get in great shape not spending a cent no chance no yeah i'd agree with that you don't need to be a millionaire oh when I first started, when I first started, I was unemployed. Mm. Whatever money I had went to the gym membership. Well, I first started when I was 23 because I'm 33 mm. now. I've been going for 10 years. So I was 23 yep. and living at home. Yep. And I wasn't making, I wasn't making tons, that's You weren't for sure. on the big bucks? No. Was that the Dairy Queen days? No, no, no. I was over that. But, yeah. you know, like, so I think... I definitely agree with that that summation there, that you don't need to be a millionaire. You can do this on a budget 100%. Absolutely. That's where I started. But That's where you started. The idea that you can spend nothing and get where you want to be. I'd also go a step further with that and also say, from a financial perspective, be prepared to invest in yourself. If you're not prepared to invest in yourself, you're not going to get far. I think that's the main point out of this, mm. really. Mm. So... You know, you have to you have to see it as an investment in yourself. I see buying good food as an investment in myself. Yeah. So there's always going to be choices you're going to be able to make at the supermarket. And even Matt and I, sometimes we'll go to the supermarket and we, we'll say, no, we're, we're going to stick to this budget this week. And we will plan out our food and we will stick to that budget. We will just make sure we make items in bulk. We use our slow cooker. We we utilize things. Buy in season. Buy in season. Buy cheaper cuts of meat. We'll cook them in the slow cooker, things like this. Then there'll be some weeks where we think, no, you know what? We're going to go to the butcher and we're going to buy some really nice pick cuts of, of steak this week. And you know what? It's going to be more expensive than we spent on food the last week. But that's okay because it's a choice we made. 
Indeed. And that fit in with our lifestyle in that in that week. But you don't so you can always work within your means, but you still have to make a choice to invest in yourself. Yeah. Well said. All right. The next one is just stating that there is a humongous difference between knowing and doing. The amount of times I've been told lines like this. Oh, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Well, then why haven't you fucking done it? Who gives a shit what you know? (laughs) Yeah, knowledge isn't going to lose the weight for you. People, you know, the old saying, knowledge is power. No, doing is power. Yeah. Doing it. Knowing is a good first step. You actually have to do it though. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you know if you don't apply it. Yeah. I mean, ultimately that's, that, that is the main thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you can know everything in the world, but unless you're applying what you're learning, it's useless. I have known in my time plenty of people who quote unquote know how to lose weight but are overweight. So again, who gives a shit what you know? Because I, I judge you on what you do. Yeah. And you always look at someone and it's like, well, I don't, your words don't tell me as much as your actions do. Yeah. Your actions tell me everything. Mm-hmm. So there is a massive, humongous, colossal, epic difference between knowing and doing. And it's the doing that will ultimately be the judge of you and where you go and what you achieve. Yeah. Done. Yep. My next one is about celebrating too soon Mm. so this sort of ties in about the one that we spoke about earlier so in terms of always having something else to reach for there's a lot of people and I was one of them at one point and I've seen this happen so many times where people will go full steam ahead they'll hit a goal just one of their goals they'll hit a goal or or they'll make some improvement some sort of goal, Not, yeah. I've seen, actually, I'll continue. Well, yes, you're right. Sometimes it is just even just a progress marker. Hey, I'm down one belt size. Yeah. I'm king shit. Yeah, so I'm not saying even that you've really hit a full goal, but you've hit some sort of goal. And suddenly you celebrate like... I've won a medal. You've just won the Super Bowl. And... That'd be nice. Like, sorry... You haven't won shit. You haven't won shit all. Why are you celebrating like that? I'm not saying you can't celebrate. I'm not saying you can't be proud. I'm not saying that you can't celebrate a a small win. But it's... You should. You absolutely should do that. But we're not having a ticket tape parade down the street because you went down a belt size. You're not getting a, you're not getting a statue erected of you because no, you went down a belt size. Because you know why? <laughs> because straight away, straight away, you've just taken the focus on what your next step is. Straight away. Because all you've done then is that you're now going to be stuck where you are celebrating reaching something that wasn't even your main goal in the first place. I do see this a lot, and it's what I was getting into when I interrupted you before. Sorry, Courtney. Talking about celebrating too soon, I'll see it with people where they have made some improvements which aren't anywhere near what their overall goals were that they that they told us about, and they think they got it all figured out. Oh, I know how this works. I've dropped a dress size. I've dropped a belt size. Mate, you haven't figured out shit. Yeah. You've just started. Yeah. You've done your first lap around the track. Guess what? 800 more to go. Yeah. And it's not – and people think that this often when I've spoken about this in the past, that people think that this is harsh. And I say to them, it's not harsh. This is reality. This is the way that it works. Well, unfortunately, sometimes the truth is harsh. But the problem is if, no, if, if, if we don't tell you this, no one will Ooh. because no one is going to say to you that this is a bad, bad idea – because ultimately, again, I will reiterate, I'm, we are not saying that you cannot be proud of yourself or, or celebrate this as a small win. But the reason we call them small wins is because they are small. They are not your goals. They are not your big 
milestone goals that you are looking to achieve. They're not the life-changing things that no. you've started out wanting to, no. to get to. So you need to be very, very careful in over-celebrating. This is what we're talking about now. We're not talking about just celebrating in general. We're talking about over-celebrating where you are nowhere near where you eventually want to be. I think it's also um, another another reference to the word complacency. Yes. When when the complacency sets in before you've actually done anything. I've done this. I did it after my very first 12 weeks. I remember that because you came to me crying my very after your first, second one. My very first 12 weeks, I celebrated like I had just won Miss America. What are you doing, Courtney? You've been going for 12 weeks. And I was nowhere near the size I wanted to be. But because I got a result and my photos looked good, suddenly I was king shit. Smelt the roses a bit too much? I'd done nothing. Or I'd exercised and ate good for 12 weeks. Who gives a shit? But I, I, I celebrated too much. And what happened? I wasted the next, not, not three months, six months. Six months I wasted because I could not refocus my brain. Could not or would not? I don't, I don't think I could. Because I had, I had gone too far into celebrating something that I lost complete focus, and I just couldn't regain it at all. Mm-hmm. So t- hard truth, but be very mindful of how of over celebrating certain things. Mm. Can I just? It does sound like I'm picking on celebrating, though. Can I just reiterate one more time, please? Be proud of yourself and celebrate the small wins. I'm just saying be careful that you don't confuse small progress goals with your very end big goal that you're looking to achieve. Well, I mean, it's really like why can't you celebrate the good things you're doing while continuing to do them? Yes. Can't these things exist at the same time? They should exist at the same time. Next one? Yes. All right. Understand there can be a difference between doing your best versus what actually needs to be done to achieve the outcomes you want to achieve. Now, this can be harsh because some people will say, oh, well, I'm trying my best. Well, guess what? Maybe we need to help you improve your best. Because I've seen it so many times now, and I've been there myself, the difference between what you think is your best versus what is required. Mm. And they can be two very different things. And this is also, secretly, the role of trainers and coaches, even if they don't realize it, is to help your best level up. Mm. To get your best and what you're doing aligned with what needs to happen to get to where you want to go. And for most people, I would say from the start, their best versus what needs to be done are not aligned. But they sure can be over time because that's also the job of people like us. Yeah. To level up someone's best as well as, to be fair, leveling up their valleys or their worst as well. That goes along with this. But just know there can be a difference between the two. Mm, And that's okay. And that's why we have support. That's why we have people around us to help level up and align what is our best effort with what is required. Mm. I'm done. Did you write the next one? I did. You may as well do that one too then. Okay. The next one. A weight loss journey is going to show you everything that you're really, really good at. But it's also going to expose in brutal ways the things you aren't so good at. Both these things are going to happen along the way. How are you going to choose to respond to this? Because I personally tell, tell plenty of clients this. This process, and even when they're working with us, can be hard as fuck and brutal in how it exposes every flaw you've got, every bad habit you've got are all going to be brought to the surface yeah, and put on display Mm -hmm. as well as your strengths. Yeah. 
And it's, it's going to be easy to see them because the difference and the gap between the two is going to be so pronounced that anyone who has half a clue about how this works will just look and go, oh, okay, I can see where you go well and I can see where you struggle. Mm. You can pick it easy. Yep. But just understand both are going to happen. So there will be times where you think, and deservedly so, like, holy shit, I am really good at, at ABC, whatever that might be. Like, wow, my meal prep game, gee, I'm, I'm kicking ass at this. Or, hey, I'm setting PBs in the gym. Like, my deadlift's going up and my squats are going up and my bench press is going up like high five. Mm. On the other hand, you're going to know what your worst habits are. Yeah. Because they're going to be brought out front in very harsh, ruthless, merciless ways. And it's not because... They're the, that's the type of coaches or people that we are, far from it. It's just how the process works. It doesn't pull its punches on you. Mm. You're going to know the hard way what you're not good at. But are you ready and will you be ready to respond in a positive way and work on them? Mm. That's also, to be fair, that's kind of a discussion about peaks and valleys. Mm. Like your valleys will be laid out for all to see. Yes. But it's normal. Mm-hmm. Next one. If nothing changes, nothing changes. What a saying. What a saying. Just, I was told that seriously like 20, 22, 23 years ago. That's stuck with me ever since. Yeah. And it is so true. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've got to hear after this. Like if nothing changes, nothing changes – like you're not going to solve your problems with the same thinking used to create them. Mm. Change requires change. Yeah, I mean we're back to our sacrifice conversation earlier. Well, like, it's, it's not as it, kinder, kinder about sacrifice, but also really, it's like if you want to change who you are, you have to change who you are and what you do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ultimately, it's, it's it sounds obvious, and it can almost sound like well. Duh, but not no, really. No, and it's and, and it's not just making that decision once. You've got to make that decision repeatedly, countless times, because you're going to have to change things over and over and over again. And you need to make that decision repeatedly. You can't just have this blanket. Oh, I know I've got to change. No, you don't know exactly what you've got to change until you start going through it. Initially, I mean. Early on, you'll you'll know what you have to change. Like, okay, I've got to get active, and I've okay, I've got to start planning and cooking my food. But there'll be things that you're going to have to change that you can't see right now. No, that's how it works. It's the same thing with us with clients. Like, we we can't tell our clients what their future problems will be. We can probably have a pretty good educated guess at some of them, but the way life works, like shit's going to come up, mm. and you would kind of sneaking into the next point, but you sort of adapt as you go along. I think it's a perfect segue into the next one, which is you're going to have to be flexible and adaptable. Yeah. Shit will go wrong mm-hmm. from time to time. It's just the way that it happens. We've spoken about it throughout this whole list. Stuff will happen and that it, it will go wrong. I think, I, I think plenty of people are in this delusion and it only seems to be about weight loss that – for me to be successful at this, everything has to go to plan. Yeah. And everything has to be just perfect. Yeah. Good luck with that. And this is where we start getting into words like re- resiliency. Mm. Like you need we, – we all have to develop that over time in our lives. I've had to develop it. I didn't have it. Well, it's not a skill you're born with. No. You learn it. No. I didn't have also good flexibility or I, I definitely wouldn't call myself adaptable. To many situations. Okay. Um, creating new habits, things like that. I have not been adaptable. It, all of those things have been a struggle for me. But I think ultimately we always come back to the same question, right? Which is how much do you want this? Well, the thing is when it comes to adaptability and flexibility and the fact that shit goes pear-shaped along the way as, as part of life, I look at it as the universe asks you, like, how much do you want this? Do you really want this? Because the thing is... It's like the universe is like testing you. Absolutely it is. Yeah. 
because it can be it can be for some people it can be just as simple as oh I've got to push my gym session back a day because oh something like something's gone wrong with the kids or oh, I've got to take the the dog to the vet or like it's life like curveballs are coming oh yeah you know? I don't think there's many of us out there that hasn't wondered one day or another and just looked around and thought life is life is fucking with me right now <laughs> Like, I'm being te- is, I'm being tested today. This is this is not right, but but we I, I think it's a good point. Like you really have to think to yourself, you know, how much do I really want this? You have to be able to roll with the punches, yeah, and have that flexibility of like, you know, what if if I've got to delay a gym session or I've got to reschedule something or if something's got to change, or like like if I've picked up a niggle or an injury and I've got to modify what I'm doing, like okay, I'll roll with it. Yeah. I'll roll with it. But you can easily spot people that have uh, struggles with this sort of adaptability and flexibility because the moment something, even the smallest thing, doesn't go to plan, they just fucking lose their shit. Yeah, well, the, most people with that like that have that all or nothing approach to this. Yeah. Which is just going to set you up for failure from the start. It always ends up with nothing, doesn't yeah. it? Yep. All right, last one, Matt. Well, last one for now. Mm-hmm. If you go far enough without giving up, easier said than done. I'll be honest about this. Another another sneaky hard truth. Most people give up. Yeah. If you go far enough without quitting, you're going to learn why keeping a result is actually harder than getting one. Mm. And this ties in to something we spoke about earlier about you know losing losing weight won't solve all your problems. I'll tell you why it won't solve, solve all your problems. The thing is with improvement, what happens as you improve, be it you, you get better at your training, like you, you become really good at your meal prep, your, 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 your body composition starts to improve, like you're getting in better shape, you're dropping some fat, you're building some muscle. You graduate past your old problems only to inherit new ones that come with the next level of improvement. So I... I Prefer to break it down with with people where you've got beginner level problems. So a beginner level problem could be like, I go to the gym once and I don't go back for six weeks. That's a beginner level problem, learning how to show up. Right? Another beginner level problem could be, oh, I had a I had a good weekend. I had a few had a few meals off and it just kept going to the next week and all of a sudden I found myself two weeks later and I'm in a bit of a funk. That's a beginner level problem. They Once they're knocked down, they stay down for a bit longer. But then as you start to get past that, you start to improve and you become what I consider uh, an intermediate level with this. And okay, you're consistent with showing up. You're consistent with getting to the gym. You're consistent with your meal prep. And when you get knocked down, you tend to get back up a little bit faster. But then you've graduated to intermediate level problems, mm. which you didn't have to face when you're a beginner, such as complacency. Because it's easy to not be complacent when you first start because it's like, I'm going for this. But as you get better, complacency starts to hang over. There can also be other sort of um, higher level problems like learning how to manage your recovery. Because you can train so hard with such intensity that you might need more time off. Mm. So the whole point here is that with this as well, like keeping keeping the results harder than getting one because then you've got to be able to maintain it. Mm. And you've got to be able to sustain what you've done. Simple golden rule to remember when it comes to effective weight loss, whatever you do to achieve a result, you have to be able to sustain in order to keep the result. And that's where it goes past 12 weeks, six months, 12 months, two years, and it becomes a years, decades, rest of your life proposition. Mm-hmm. And that's where it actually really gets hard because it's like, well, hang on. Now, you might be someone who's achieved a pretty good result, now you've got to keep it. Yeah. Now you've got to sustain what you've done. 
And all of a sudden, what may have been like a, a say with us, a 12-month program becomes, hey, this could be a rest of your life proposition. Not necessarily working with us the rest of your life, but being active, planning, time management, accountability in some form. Everything expands because it's no longer just a 12-week program or a 12-month program. It's a long effing time. Yeah. And I can definitely tell you from first-hand experience, keeping a result is much, much, much harder than getting one. Yep. And for me, and I'm sure you can agree with this is where you're at, Courtney, but I'll speak on my own behalf here. The things I used to struggle with 15, 20 years ago aren't even on the radar anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, it's just a non-factor. But the issues I've had since then, say the last five to ten years, are things I could never have conceived when I first started. Yep. Managing recovery, overtraining, injuries, complacency. And a big one for me is what's next? Striving for new goals, new challenges, new incentives. Thoughts? Agree. Anything you'd like to add to that? No, I don't think so. I think you covered it. Would you like to bring us to a close? close? That's a wrap. I think that's a wrap for us. We hope that this conversation on hard truths has been helpful. I'm sure it will be helpful to those of you that are in the mindset to receive it. Um, If you are not in our Facebook group already, make sure that you are. Why? Why? You are. Look us up. Why aren't you in that group? Yes. Um, Where can you find us? You can find us on Facebook. What's the group name? The Weight Loss Podcast. Unbelievable. I know. It's but amazing. there'll also be a link to the group in your podcast app. So just go to the episode description and you'll see it there and just press it with your finger or your thumb and voila, there we are. Matt and Courtney on demand. Indeed. Cool. That's it. That's a wrap from us. So hopefully you get something out of this. Uh, if not, well, thanks for hanging out with us for an hour. Like you got nothing better to do with your life. Yep. And we will see you next week. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 